0: Good morning. It's Thursday, June 1st. Welcome to June. Uh it's June. So sell in May and go away. <laughs> you should have sold yesterday. Uh market was down overall yesterday. Um not crazy down. It was even. I have gotten lucky, I think. Apple has kind of held up here at 177. Um my portfolio has held up even though the past 2 days have been uh rather dismal for some of these in the the indices. I've made money both days, not a lot. I mean, you know, it's 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 four figures. It's not like four or five figures or anything like that. But it's enough that you know, hey, I'm happy. The the indices, I'm beating the indices, uh, beating the indices. The the news on the uh, TV right now is that Meta threatens to pull news in California uh, over the journalism bill. I don't know too much about that. I'm still bullish on Meta. No freaking person or senator should vote for a bill if Facebook is going to take it away from the, uh, the uh, 35 and 40-year-old Karens who want to post their kids. So I, just that thread alone will probably change some legislation. Um, but yeah, the Karen, let's just say, uh, we'll bring up Target. The Karens are strong. Uh, first uh, notification. I started a newsletter your boy is now in the newsletter business. It is free, 100% free. It is the notes from the podcast. It will arrive in your email box um, the second I post the, uh, the, the podcast and the YouTube video. So sign up. There's a link tree down below and, and you'll see sign up for the newsletter in that link tree. Um, just click that link, enter in your email address, Uh, it, it, I've been putting it in and thank you to everybody. Uh, I overwhelming response with signups. I I think I posted it on Twitter. I posted it on uh, Instagram and I posted it in the private Facebook group, but overwhelming response. And, and I was talking with the, my weekly stock, um, newsletter guy. And if you haven't subscribed to his absolutely 100%, I recommend his, uh, his is a once a week, uh, recap that you get on Saturdays and on Mondays. Um, before the market opens, he sends you his weekly pick. Uh, And you can check out, he tracks his performance. Unbelievable for performance. But sign up for his. We were talking yesterday because I'm on a kind of a learning curve with newsletters. And you can see one of the things that I actually like about the website, if you got it in your email uh, box yesterday, uh, and you'll get it again today, I'll post it again today. But um, I like on the website, it's got these hyperlinks to the current performance of all of the symbols that I post. When you get it in your inbox, it doesn't have that. And I don't know how to insert it. So, uh, I'll do some research, but if you click on the link from your inbox, you can kind of, it kind of points it out a little bit better with some colors, red for down, um, and, and, and green for up. So, um, a- as far as yesterday goes, uh, looks like the scans. Some of them are down. DRN down 2% right now. Uh, Intel. Intel was a great call because they got an upgrade. We'll talk about that one. Up 5.26%. Simon Property Group up 1%. Uber up 054 But this email, it, it's my notes. Um, so definitely hit the, the link tree down below. Subscribe to that one. The other thing that I want to remind you guys to do, if you are new listeners, and you're listening on Spotify, there is a simple rate up up, up above where you just click five stars. Um, if you've listened to more than one episode, just click the five stars. Uh, if you haven't yet, listen to more episodes and then click the five stars because I know you'll love it. Uh, Apple Podcasts is a little bit more uh, in, te- in depth to try and rate it, um, but I certainly appreciate if you would go through on Apple Podcasts and rate the podcast. It definitely helps. Um, I think I'm past the quote unquote growths period uh, since I've been doing this for a couple of years now. So, um, but it would definitely help. Let's talk about some news. Debt ceiling passed the House. Um, McCarthy said he would deliver 150 votes. He delivered 149. Uh, in that, in my book, that's not crossing the finish line. But the bill got passed. Um, the the wackos were out there saying stuff about it um and let 's be clear They even though there were uh Democrats who voted no um and Republicans who voted no, those were symbolic uh f u s and uh, basically douchebag people on both sides uh They were symbolic in the fact that these people well i can 't support this well f u you. you can't support a bill that that avoids default, you want the United States to default, you want China to actually become stronger and maybe take over the world currency? Uh, Let's just be honest. That's exactly what those no votes were. But I understand they were symbolic no votes. Um, The Senate, it goes to the Senate, I believe, today or tomorrow. We have major douchebags, uh, mainly on the Republican side. Uh, The two that I saw were Rand Paul and Mike Lee. Mike Lee is from um, uh, Utah, and Rand Paul is from Kentucky. Uh, and Kentucky takes more money from the federal government than they give let's just be honest. Um, there are some states that give way more, and some states that actually take more. Kentucky is one that takes a tremendous amount more. Um, yeah, they want to slow it down. so if they if they are successful, we go into the weekend, we may not have a vote until the weekend you're pushing it up against uh, and and remember two thousand eleven uh we didn't get the downgrade until after the extension so we got the downgrade after the extension so as we move closer just realize if you are voting for people uh, remind yourself who you're voting for um if they, they they are part of the problem and not part of the solution uh i think you should vote them out but obviously this may just be not your uh not the the leg you want to stand on uh so and yeah, John brings up Fed is going to immediately need to sell bonds. Don't you think rates will go up based on 800 billion of sales? Yeah. Um I, I think the market will start to catch up to the Fed. Uh I absolutely think interjecting liquidity into this market is going to um probably do something. It could break something. That's why I think the Fed's gonna pause. I don't think they're stopping. I think they're going to pause. But I think in July they're going to have to raise. Um, but I don't think they raised this time. There were enough Fed governors yesterday that said, hey, a pause doesn't mean stopping. So a pause may just mean in June we don't raise. Uh, let's talk about SPY. Uh, SPY, 420 is just resistance. I mean, we're not holding it. You can see on this 65-minute chart, um, yesterday the SPY got you out with a 0.85% uh, gain. Uh, it was clear what the, the button hook was happening, and I said, hey, get ready for this button hook, and it happened. Still hasn't gotten you in. The, the MACD down here, you're not crossing up. This is the four-hour algorithm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the 65-minute algorithm. Let's go to the four-hour. Um, on the four-hour algorithm, you're still in, and you got this ascending wedge. 420, 415 is the top of this wedge. Uh, the top of the wedge isn't necessarily support uh, or resistance. It's just, hey... That's where three things can touch and we're going through, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 420 is the resistance on the market. Um, that's 100% what it is. If you get down here to the 50-day at 413, I would be slightly concerned um, because the 50-day the is a bit stretched from the 200-day, but it's not like this hasn't happened before. You can see when it gets really stretched, you start to come back down, and that took us down in March. But I think there's enough catalysts in the system to hold this one up and make the 200 day actually come up to the 50 day rather than the 50 day moving negative. Remember, don't fight the trend. The trend is your friend. There's a shit ton of sayings about that. Uh, But the 200 day is positive, the 50 day is positive, the 9 day is positive, and the 21 day is positive. 9 day is the first one that's going to move negative. Uh, And it's moving horizontally. So maybe you have some capitulation. Your RSI is at 55. It's in no man's land. Uh, If we look at the weekly on this one, and remember the weekly needs to hold that 420 in order to turn 420 from resistance to support. We're at 417 right now in pre-market. I don't know that you're going to get to 420. I think 418 is probably where you're going to hold today and tomorrow. I just don't see a lot moving this market. Tomorrow, you've got jobs numbers um, coming out for the month. If that's super, super hot, uh, we could see the the Fed maybe raise uh, in June. But they're saying right now, they're kind of setting it up for a pause. Uh, Qs, um, well, SPY, yeah, let's be honest. SPY, 420 remains resistance. I have in my notes, QQQ, 350 remains resistance. And you've got 347. What I really want to show you on the Qs is the weekly because those highs back in 2021 of around 410 4, uh, yeah, I think it's around 408 was the high. you've only made 50 percent of this back. so um, right now you can see we peaked out here in August at uh, 334. You're at 347, so you passed that by. Higher highs? Yeah, I mean, you know again, higher highs. So I, I think we're going back to that. You might see another resistance at this part three seventy three uh three fifty I think is the resistance right now. So if we end the, the this week uh at three fifty i I think I think you're fine. I mean close to three fifty again, it's resistance. You need a catalyst to get us over that. uh Intel, uh we talked about you know there I saw a meme yesterday. Imagine you're overweighted uh on on chips. Um, but you're, you know, Intel is the only chip that you own. (laughs) Um, Intel is just, it's a $30 stock. Uh, it got an upgrade and $30 is your swing. Uh, we mentioned it yesterday. It was up 5%. It got a cross up. If you got in, in the morning, if you got in on this one at 2988 and you got in under 30, Hey, look to make your 10%. I'd say, get out. You're going to get an opportunity to buy this under 30 as well. Um, the, the is at 62 It's coming off the morning candle at 66. I think you're going to trend downward. Um, In pre-market, you're up 0.73% at 3,163. I think it's, you know, hey, if you traded this one, I think Willie traded this one before. I think 30 is your swing. Buy it under 30, sell it over 30. Uh, Talk about Target. Interesting Twitter uh, debate that I had going back and forth was, uh, <laughs> um, the comment, uh, the best comment I liked was the strength of the Karens is strong. So understand that, that that's, what's bringing this down. There are a ton of, uh, things on Finviz about how target, um, you know, is, about. nobody mentions the social issues that target is dealing with right now. Look at the, the volume, the volume in this is enormous. Uh, I don't know that it's a buy right now at 130. It's down another 1.7% at 128. I don't know where the support level is. Uh, honest to God, I just don't know where the support level is. Right now, it does not have confirmation. You're seeing this this basically a huge move down. Make no mistake, this is not an ascending wedge. That was a broken ascending wedge. Even this descending wedge, it's broken out below that. Um, if I move this back, I want to find the... Um, the volume weight uh let's move this i'm going to do a 4 hour on this one we're going to run this but i at my mind i think at some point in time uh and we're going to pull this back to here where are people holding here um there is the majority of people still holding up here at about 150 uh these are obviously getting some some um uh some uh some support down here at about 130, but you don't have support below this. I mean, honest to God, I just don't know where the support is. Um, And remember, you've got a further gap. If we go back here, you've got a further gap from last year, their earnings. It was um, May of 2022. This was the inventory problem. And you've got this gap from 211 down to 167 if they can get this under control, social. And remember, Bud Light is kind of in the same same situation. Uh, I would expect, uh, I saw a news story last night, that conservatives are going after Chick-fil-A. Uh, if you know anything about Chick-fil-A and that family that owns Chick-fil-A, it's not a public company. It is a Christian family who uh, is hugely, I have friends here in Atlanta who work for Chick-fil-A it is a very religious company uh and conservatives are after them for some reason i think it's some policy or something um it's getting out of control uh you know that that's my thing if you have a problem with a company just don't shop there don't don't destroy property don't be violent don't you know the the karens i, I thought the best thing was the target dude who was uh, parading around in target um uh protesting against them having pride bathing suits um for teenage teenage girls pride bathing suits for teenage girls he was parading around dude's been on grinder for years yeah <laughs> again don't be a karen um but target at some point in time in my mind becomes a buy i just don't know where the bottom falls um and that's the problem i mean look at that rsi the rsi is down at 18 Uh, If they haven't announced that they're affected by these sales, they haven't pre-announced that, hey, our sales are down, um, they haven't announced anything. So uh, my hope is that for some, you know, again, good companies with good management, with good products and good earnings, this one has good earnings, it has good products, the management, questionable. The company, I think it's a good company. And I don't think that the management is questionable in that they're doing anything wrong. I just think that they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. So um, Salesforce, this one's interesting. It is down 7%. Uh, nobody knows why. <laughs> uh, it, the earnings were okay. They raised guidance for the next quarter. Uh, they didn't, but they while they raised guidance for the next quarter, they didn't raise it for the next year. So the question becomes, um, what, is, uh, what is behind the curtain? If they raised it for the next quarter but didn't raise it for the year, are they saying that maybe next quarter we might have to stretch and maybe we'll have to make an announcement if the consumer is weak? That's where you are with CRM. Dan Ives said he doesn't know why it pulled back, but he raised his price target to 240. Uh, make no mistake about it. Salesforce is an expensive stock. Uh, its PE is 1,084, but the forward PE is 25, even at 25 forward. That's a bit tough. Oh, come on. Uh, I think I'm my fin, finviz just screwed up. Uh, year to date, you're up 68%. So it has run. Performance for one year, you're up 35%. Don't bet against Mark Benioff. Uh, the average target price is 227. That does not include the most recent upgrades. So you're trading at 220, 207 right now. So even if you were get to yesterday's price at 223, 10 percent? So in my mind, I think this is one. the problem that you're going to have and I want to point this out in the chart, is, uh, if you go back to the weekly, look at how bad that dropped, and we got back to the 200 day. Are we in for another drop from Salesforce? If you have a weak business climate, are we in for that? So uh, the other one that was rather confusing and on the private Facebook group, there were some people asking, how did CrowdStrike beat? What happened? Because they, they, their full year guide was slightly conservative, but it wasn't underwhelming. They are down 8.82 at 146. Now, first off, let's go to FinVis. It is an expensive stock. Uh, They're not making money. They are losing $183 million. The forward PE is 53. It is also up 52% year to date. So why is it down 8%? Um, You know, the buy here was at 122. You're trading in pre-market at 146, which would pull you down here where you can see there's a good volume shelf right there of support. Uh, I think it's a buy. So here's the note. So the cybersecurity firm stock tumbled 12% in after-hours trading after the company reported slowing revenue growth. CrowdStrike reported quarterly revenue of 692 million, marking a 42% year-over-year increase. I repeat, a 42% year-over-year increase. It's slower than the 61% it reported a year ago. So, as a company grows into these crazy valuations, and they're reporting an increase of $692, $692 million, that's almost $1 billion in a quarter. Almost. You're about 400, you know, it's about 65% of, of one, 69% of, of $1 billion. I mean, that's marking eight, what they wanted a, 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 a seven, I think, what, an 800 million? Uh, increase in the quarter. So I I think, again, I think this, I personally own this one. I own this one, I think at about $180 average price because I, I didn't size myself correctly. And I went too large in. um, And if you take a look uh, at the weekly, I went too large in um, at about this point, um, somewhere in, in this neighborhood, I had the opportunity to sell. I wrote it all the way down. Just bad management on my part. But it doesn't mean that you're, again, good company with, it doesn't have good earnings yet, but it will, making almost a billion dollars a quarter, it absolutely will. A good company with good earnings, good management, and good products, this one's going to be fine. Uh, you're losing $183 million, uh, but its market cap is $36 billion. At some point in the near future. 100, with $692 uh, million dollars increase in reported revenue, and you're only losing 183, when these guys announce that they are cash flow positive, it's a $200 stock again. So at 146, I don't think you're, 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 you're in any danger of buying this one or holding it. Uh, let's go to cars. <laughs> one that has been brought up before, Faraday. Uh, which I think is uh, one that Sherry buys with her lunch money. Um, it announced its new car prices. <laughs> uh, its entry-level car is $309,000. 309000 Now, mind you, they have not made a car yet, so they're beginning production, but in order to buy one of these cars, it's $309,000. Um, I would not expect... Uh, This one to fly off the shelves, uh, per se. Uh, I would read the article. I'll post it in the newsletter. If you want the link for the article, I will post it there. You can read about it. Uh, As somebody who bought a Tesla um, early on, it was 2018, not super early. They had one service center here in Atlanta. But I talked to a few friends that were um, out uh, in the way, um, you know, kind of St. Louis, you know, Midwest, the flyover states. Uh, They didn't have service centers, so if they would have bought a Tesla, where do you take it for service? And Faraday, am I spending $309,000 on a car where they don't have a service center? I mean, that better come with lifetime warranty uh, for $309,000. But you can see here, $0.24, it is down 6% in pre-market at $0.23. If you got in here at $0.16, kudos, I would get out. That 27% gain that you got here on that bump... Great. They're not making money at $309,000. I can't imagine revenues will be significant. Uh, the AI hype continues, uh, but the artificial intelligence company yesterday, AI, C3AI, they reported. Uh, They saw its shares tumble 18%. It's down 19% right now after it beat expectations on the top and bottom line for its fiscal fourth quarter. According to uh, Refin ITV, C3 AI expects to see fiscal first quarter revenue of between $70 million and $72 million, which is less rosy than Wall Street has expected. Remember, CrowdStrike had an increase in quarterly revenue of $692 million. This is a small company. Uh, do not buy into the hype. Uh, the the stock has skyrocketed more than 250% this year amid Wall Street's enthusiasm towards AI, soft revenue guidance, uh, and it's just got to be hype. I mean, again, they give soft revenue guidance. So what makes, with soft revenue guidance, what makes you think it's not a $10 stock? Um, this company, I, I just think it's all hype. So be careful. If you got it at 18 and you sold it here at 40, kudos to you. Yesterday, I said, be careful. I think the rug pull is going to happen. It happened. Uh, On this one, if you get back into the 20s, I would buy it. The hype is strong. If you get back to 29, you're at 32 right now. If you get back to 29, I'd buy it. You know, higher highs. Look, higher high here. Boom. Higher high here. Boom. Higher high here. You're going to get a trend of higher highs as long as the train is still going. Uh, One that I've had friends uh, put in before and I probably should invest in, but I don't use their product. It's Chewy. Uh, The pet retailer shares jumped about 12%. Uh, Chewy posted earnings of $0.05 a share, defying analyst predictions of a loss of $0.04 per share, uh, according to TV. Uh, revenue came in ahead of expectations at $2.78 billion versus $2.73 billion anticipated by Wall Street. This is a huge pet company. Now, what I heard from the CEO yesterday was that 73% of the revenue comes from their buy and subscribe. So it's just subscription-based. So it's a strong, strong revenue base. Uh, because when people subscribe and they continue to get it delivered, they don't leave. So if we look at Chewy, Chewy is up right now 19% in pre-market. Their market cap is $12.45 billion. Uh, They have income of $49 million. Uh, It is down 20% year to date. Uh, I don't think they are out of the water. They do have some debt issues. The PE is just crazy. I mean, at thirty dollars The PE is 256. The forward PE is 192. So make no mistake, it is an expensive stock. Just understand that the majority of their business is super sticky. It is super, super sticky. So I, I, well, I don't, I think 30 might be your swing on this one. And it's at 32. Uh, Just understand that even with earnings, any reaction is an overreaction. Look at this one. They made one cent per share here and, and it popped up. And then it just came back. Uh, and this one, uh, you're going to see it pop up to about where 32, 25, right about here. You're going to see it pop up just above the 50 day. You had this death cross. Once it gets above that 50 day, if that 50 day starts moving positive, you may get back to 37, 38. So maybe you get back to 29. If you're interested in this one, watch it. I do not use their products. It is a pet company. You guys know how I feel about my dogs. It is 100% a good company. Uh, and i actually like the management of that team i just think their debt problems getting into them um one that i really like and i've talked it up and i did not bring it up yesterday the reason i brought it up, didn't bring it up i was afraid but i was actually thinking i saw a um an analyst who said that uh, macy's is just super cheap right now on a basis on a, a cost basis so if you look at macy's uh, in Finviz, three point six one billion dollars. That's a super small. I mean, think about Macy's. How the the name? Its PE is three. It's got a four point eight seven percent dividend. It is down thirty four percent year to date. Uh, I'm not shopping at Macy's, but their e-commerce has been very good. I've gone on to buy towels on their their e-commerce. It's great, and I can go over and pick it up. Um, it's not free shipping to your home, but it's free shipping to the stores. So um, Thursday, Wall Street's earnings expectations, but it, it, it beat the, the expectations, but it cut its full year guidance after discretionary sales weakened significantly in March. Uh, it may be well worth the risk. I think it's just cheap. And you've got this dividend out here. It is down 3%. I think it was down somewhere in the neighborhood of 12. I would say if you can get this at $12, I think you're okay. Here's what I have to tell you, though. Don't fight the trend. We went over this earlier and I said there's about seven different sayings on this. Don't fight the trend. Look at that 200-day. Look at the 50-day. Look at the 9-day. Look at the 21-day and you're winding up down even further. So I would be super, super careful. In my mind, I think this is guiding us to a super weak consumer. Costco uh, pulled back a little bit, but their price targets went up. Uh, I think they're going to have a membership increase at some point in time. It's at 510 right now. I told you guys buy it at 480. Um, I I just thought that that one was was crazy cheap. Macy's, I think you're gambling on, but I don't think it's a crazy gamble. And the reason I don't think it's a crazy gamble is because I do use the service. Their e-commerce is good, but I am not a heavy user. This is not like, oh my God, Macy's is coming out with a new headset like Apple is. I'm going to go to Macy's and buy it. No. Apple is significantly stronger than Macy's. Um, so I did post a, um, a, uh, a, an article here, and I'll put it in the newsletter as well. It's A, uh, a Wealth of Common Sense, um, The World's Worst Market Timer. It's about a, a guy named Bob, and this is the article. I read this about four or five times a year um, just to remind myself basically to, to, you know, ask chat to summarize it, take a look at it, subscribe to the newsletter to actually read it, bookmark it. Because when you lose money on a good company with good management, with good earnings and good products, think about Bob. That's all I've got to tell you. Subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get the link in there. Um, and the reason why I say that is there was an, uh, guy in the, the Facebook group and I won't name his name, but he posted publicly, maybe he doesn't mind me, but I'll, I'll respect some privacy. Again, the, the Facebook group is private for a reason. It's a group of investors, uh, and traders who we share, share some things, but he said he's paid off all his debt. Kudos to you, by the way. Uh, and he's got about $200 a week after paying off his debt to invest. Uh, where should he do it? And I said, you know, Hey, I'm a tech guy Buy Apple. Uh, I said buy a good base of something like VOO um and, and then just um roll that you know start rolling it up until you have a base then buy four or five different stocks um to add to that and and just make sure you got a good you know if you're if your individual stocks are not beating the S&P maybe you're not made to be a stock picker it's a good way to do it but uh it reminded me of Bob uh when people asked me what's a good time to buy well If it's a good company with good earnings, good uh, product, or it's just an index, you know when the best time to buy is now. And and so read Bob, read Bob, um, CSX. Oh, one other thing in the Facebook groups, people started asking me about, um, 3d printing companies. I've been asked a, a bunch, a few times about 3d printing companies. Um, guys, I'm a tech guy. 3D printing. I think it's going to revolutionize, uh, manufacturing. I don't think it's built for the home consumer. And I say that as a guy who doesn't even have a paper printer in his house. I don't. Uh, I think a few years ago, my, my old laser, uh, uh, dot, no, it was laser printer, not dot matrix. It was a laser printer. Um, might've been the other jet ink, I think it was jetting printer, but it went, it's, they stopped supporting it on a, the Apple operating system. So I, it was a Canon. I could have bought a new one I eh, decided not to. I don't need paper. I don't want to kill trees. You know, listen, I, I'm an environmentalist. I own a Tesla. Let me mansplain to you how to open the doors on a Tesla. <laughs> if you haven't seen that video, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, and I always, whenever um, I have people come into the car, let me mansplain to you how to open the door. Uh, but 3D printing. What I told people was, uh, in my mind, there's an ETF, P R N T. It's an Ark ETF. This is the one that I would go into uh, if, if you're interested. I don't think you pick a winner because I don't think that there. I don't know a winner right now. Um, I haven't researched it, but if you do, kudos to you. But P R N T is a um, an ETF that Ark has, uh, and it's a pretty good one. I mean, you know, it's it's like any other Ark fund. Uh, it doesn't have high volume, so be aware. Getting in and out of this one might be a little bit tough, but it is a 3D printer one. CSX, um, the base the book came out yesterday, and transportation and shipping kind of in a recession already. Um, that That's what it said. That's what the headlines were saying. So shipping and things, but CSX Corporation, uh, it got an upgrade. Uh, it is uh, up 1.92% it is below it closed below it's 200 day it's just above it now you're in this ascending wedge but you've kind of broken out of it so ignore that one text dividend date is gone your next earnings is somewhere in july there's no real catalyst on this other than an upgrade let's see let's look at finvis uh, csx they are a um, transportation, it's a railroad company, PE of 15, so it's a little bit expensive. Market cap of $62 billion. That's how bad Macy's is, by the way. The market cap is only $30 billion. Um, it's half of what uh, CSX is. Uh, they have a 1.43 dividend. Their average target price is $35.10. Even at today's 1% upgrade, it's at $31.26. You can see UBS, they upped the uh, target price to $37. So it's down 1%. If you're into railroads, if you ever put your engineer cap on, do that, That uh, you know, CSX is there. NVIDIA, let's talk about NVIDIA. Uh, it crashed yesterday, 5%, 6%. Uh, we have a three-day rule on this one. I usually do with that big of a gap. If it comes back down here to 367 uh, by tomorrow, uh, if it closes, any of these candles kind of get into that. This gap is in danger of actually being filled on the downside if it holds above that. And right now in pre-market, it's trading at 385. So it is well above that 360. I wouldn't expect it to come down here, but if we have some crazy news or something, it might come back down there. Uh, I was listening to my first millions and Sam uh, of, of that podcast uh, that knew nothing about Nvidia. He explained it perfectly. If you want to listen to the most recent episode of that uh, podcast and listen to Sam explain it, he is not a tech guy. He understands nothing about tech. He didn't even know who Nvidia was. He just basically looked at his portfolio, then called his um his uh, financial guy and said, "Why am I that far up?" Uh, and the guy said, "Nvidia." He did a little research into via and he explained it perfectly. Hey, there's old chips and there's new chips. Nvidia's new chips. It's the GPUs, not the CPUs. So um, if you want to know more about NVIDIA and you don't understand exactly what they do, listen to that one. It is a super, super overview of it. But NVIDIA is a great company. I do agree with Jim Cramer on this one. So mark this day in history. Um, I think it's kind of like Apple. I-, I don't think that you trade this one. A- and I say that knowing that that writing this one all the way down um you know october of 2020 into the the 93 is that 93 no 123 down there at 123 uh, i don't i didn't own this until 300 i missed what 200% 300% uh i missed a lot so um that that one's run uh, quite a bit but keep an eye on that gap that gap right there is key and the top of that gap is about 365 363 if we dip into it, we're in danger. Uh, SoFi, uh, told some friends yesterday, sell at eight. Uh, it's up. SoFi is uh, down 2.45%. Probably sell at seven was a better one. But SoFi is um, uh, interesting uh, because the, the debt deal includes repayment of student loans. So uh, I like this one. I, I like it to buy it better uh, towards this gap down here high sixes, high fives, I'm sorry, low sixes. I, I think it's an $8 stock. So at some point, I, th- I think you pull the trigger. I just don't think right now it's down 2%. Market just opened. Um, uh, let's talk about scans. I got a lot of scans. First one, Square. I have talked about PayPal being a good uh, buy at 60. I think Square is similar. Uh, this one has a cross up, doesn't have the price cause it's secondary cross up here at 57. That was the initial one. You're down 1% at 59. I think if you can buy this between 57 and 50, uh, 59, I think you do it. I think if you can get 58, a 58 handle on this one, I think you do it. There's a gap up here. I currently own this one and I own it at a, I think this is my biggest loser, uh, to be honest with you, because I bought a ton, had a ton of gains in it, uh, didn't manage it correctly. It was stuck in a retirement fund. Didn't look at it. I, I look at my brokerage uh, significantly more because I trade my brokerage. I had it somewhere. I think in the uh, the one fifty range is my average purchase price. Um, I thought that this was uh, another breakout, so I said, you know, let me buy it. Wasn't. It's just continued to slide. They do have a a, a cross up there. PayPal had a cross up on the four hour. Um, uh, we'll take a look at this. This has the button hook at $60. It's trading at $62. I said if you can get $59, even better. But I do think this is an $80 stock by the end of the year. There's this gap up here. And I think you're going to see it refill. Uh, Disney has a cross-up. This is one that, hey, if, if you're going into Target, you might as well go into Disney. Uh, DeSantis is doubling down on his fight with Disney. Um, it is 100% political. They can't win. They've got debt problems. If they do buy Hulu, they add debt. It's a horrible, horrible problem. Um, but Chapek is out. Iger is in. Uh, I believe in Iger. You do have this gap here with the earnings between 95 and hundred. I think it's a hundred dollars stock. I own some. My average purchase price is in the nineties. So at 87, I probably should be adding more, but 87.69 is the cross up. Uh, Roblox, I would not buy this one under 40, uh, over 40. It's at $42, $41.99. Uh, I would wait for this one to get under 40. You had this death cross here on May 19th, the 50 day crossing the 200 day. Um, but you do have this gap up above um, between 40 and 41 which looks like it's, it's filled right now. Uh, you got this gap below at 35. I, that's right where the buy is. This is a secondary cross up. This is a strong stock. I mean, make no mistake about it. With with Meta backing out of the Metaverse, this is a strong stock because these guys are actually making money doing it. They are not pulling a profit. They are just making money. T A R K, which is the Arc 1.5 two times. I'm sorry, two times levered Arc um, ETF. This one has a secondary cross up. The initial cross-up was at $49.69. It is trading at $60.99. That $40.69 at the beginning of May, if you could have foreseen May and you could have seen the NASDAQ just shooting up. Oh, God. By the way, Snowflake is up again. Um, yeah, Cloudfair's up. Uh, cloud cloud companies are just killing it. Um, Snowflake's recovering. But T-A-R-K, this one has a cross-up. It's a secondary cross-up continuing that uh you dow is a uh tumble no i'm sorry it is a triple lever yeah ultra pro uh this has a cross up at 5311 it's trading at 5227 um this one you'd have to believe and let's take a look this is year to date the dow down 0.51 the s&p is up 9.72 so you'd have to believe that the dow is going to come up so the Dow is 30 stocks. Uh, it's energy, uh, which has pulled it down. Energy is just doing horribly. Uh, QQQ is up 31%. So maybe they meet in the middle and the Qs come down to meet the SPY and Dow Jones comes up. If that's the case and you want to trade you Dow just had a cross-up. Uh, XLC and XLU both had cross-ups. ARKK, it's a secondary cross-up. Remember, T-A-R-K is the double levered um, ETF for, uh, for ARK, ARKK. ARKF also has a cross up uh, Mara, which we talk about a lot, I think under $10. I think it's at least a $10 stock. Uh, this one had a cross up at $9.48. The last one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. You lost money. You lost money on those. Uh, the, the 200 day is moving positive. The 50 days moving negative. The nine 21 are moving negative. The RSI is in no man's land. I don't think it's a great price. My, my preference would be for you to wait for it to hit to hit the 200-day at about $8. But if you own Bitcoin uh, and you're bullish on Bitcoin, $9.48 for a crypto miner. Not bad. I mean, Riot also is in there. Uh, when we get to the Dow stocks, Amgen had a cross-up, AMGM. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this one. has it been beaten down enough healthcare. I don't know. I mean, you're, you're coming off, you know, November 2022, uh, you're up here at 287, you're at 214 right now, so Amgen had one, Verizon, this one has a killer, at some point, Verizon cuts that dividend, and it's a $20 stock when they cut it, uh, you have, it has not done you any good to own Verizon since April at 30, I do think it's a $40 stock, you're down at 35, Verizon has a I think it's a 7% just like AT&T who comes up uh on our uh, S&P scan. 7.33%, you're down 9% this year. So, if you've held on to it, maybe you've made 7%, you've lost 9%. Uh its ex-dividend date is coming up on July 7th, decent. Uh WBA, which is Walgreens. Uh I don't like Walgreens. I it could be me. I never go to Walgreens. I never go to CVS. I go to Walmart. So if you want to, if you believe in these guys and in some of the healthcare stuff that they have, I just don't see it. Just don't see it. But it has a cross up at thirty dollars thirty eight cents. I realize uh, I am not um, every consumer. I am just my consumer. So I bring it up just to bring it up because it does. You know, some of these scans are uh, pretty good for people who want to invest in different areas. At Dexcom, uh, I have this line up here. I sent this to my dad. I told him, you sell at 125 uh, and you buy when it dips below 125. So my mind, I think that 200 day at 114, trading at 116 right now. I think you might, you could probably wait. But at 116, again, I refer back to Bob. When's the best time to buy? This is a killer, killer stock. If you are a diabetic, you know Dexcom. Um, it is a blood monitoring what the danger of this one is, if Apple announces uh, at their uh, uh, developers conference next week, if they announce that the watch is able to monitor your blood sugar without injection, which they do have a patent filing for, uh, if they are able to say that or even indicate that that's where they're going, Dexcom's down at 100 bucks. That will take Dexcom down to 100 bucks. You will see an enormous gap and you will see it just crater. Uh, Dexcom uh, is a monitoring. They are doing the same thing that Apple was just trying to monitor blood sugar via the skin. I would bet on Apple uh, rather than Dexcom, but Dexcom's up there. It's got a cross up. Uh, Zscaler, secondary cross up. I think we went over it yesterday. Uh, $89 was the initial cross up. You're up at $130. Great, great company. They just reported er- or they're going to report earnings. Uh, This week, it is coming up. Is it today after the bell? It is post-market today. So, C-Scaler, maybe you want to take the chance, but it has run up. It just hasn't. I mean, if we look at the weekly, it hasn't run all the way back up. I mean, it hasn't even made its move back to 367. You're only at 130. It hasn't even made it to the 200 day on the weekly. So, C-Scaler, I think if you want to go into the cloud stuff, I think you could. Regeneron, I'm not a big fan. I mean, you know, honestly, the weekly, you're you're still moving uh, upwards in an upward trajectory. You've just kind of broken it down uh, up here at 834, 736. Is that the bottom? I don't know. I see this enormous gap down here between 599 and 654. Healthcare just has not been a good one. Uh, WBD. Uh, this is one that I, I would probably trade carefully. Uh, remember, we talked about Netflix going through the password stuff. These guys don't even have enough users to worry about the password stuff. They're going through a rebranding. you're in the middle of a writer strike, so content is going to be hard. Content is expensive. And that's what these guys are learning. Warner Brothers is learning content is expensive. And at 11:29 has it hit the bottom. in December, you are at nine dollars. So I'd be a little bit careful. it doesn't have confirmation above that nine day. You just had the death cross on May twelfth of the fifty day crossing the two hundred. Everything except for the two the two hundred days in negative territory. So I would be a little bit careful. Um I think it was Joe said CI. He bought CI. Uh he, I think he has Trend Spider, but he bought CI on a cross-up. And it is close to crossing up. It's probably gonna be in our cross-ups tomorrow, but it's trading at 250. This is a healthcare, healthcare has not been in favor. It is beaten down that 200-day. Just be aware the 200-day is still moving down. The 50-day is moving a little bit sideways. Uh, The nine-day is moving positive. The 21-day, it's kind of moving sideways as well. Uh, I'd be a little bit careful, but if you're going in long-term, I think Cigna is a good company. I don't think you'll regret it. Uh, Duke Energy. Uh and the only reason that I say you won't regret it is if they don't cut freaking Medicare and stuff. If you see Medicare, I mean all those managed healthcare companies are gonna die. Duke Energy, has it reached the bottom? I don't know. Eighty nine thirty. The cost of energy is going up. These guys are utilities, so they're restricted and raising prices. Um that's where you're seeing it. It's a utility. I mean, you know, again, I think it's a hundred dollar stock in a good in a good market. We talked about AT and T when we talked about Verizon. This is just a dying stock. I don't know that I'd necessarily get into this one. They have screwed everything up, um, everything that they've ever done. AT and T has screwed up. It is a, it's got a similar seven percent. I think it's seven percent dividend. Fifteen seventy nine. The only reason I bring this up again, everything's moving negative, but the nine days moving positive. You got a gap up here at 18. Uh, Do we get some type of catalyst that moves it up to 18? If I move this to a weekly and you look at this stock, uh, this goes, let's pull it back even further. (laughs) Um, 2015, 2014. I mean, it has just, there hasn't been a reason to own this long term. So you can trade it at 15. I think if you get to 16 or 17 and you make your 10%, I think you get out. Uh, there's your, uh, your podcast for today. Again, I started the newsletter, so look down below at the link tree. Um, you can subscribe for free completely for free. I did have a few people pledge like $80 a year that they would pay for that newsletter. Um, so obviously the first one was probably a pretty good newsletter. So I would suggest you subscribe. It's probably easier to just get the email than to listen, um, every day. Um, but if you, if you listen to me drive to work, I certainly appreciate it. It is great. Uh, And Christian is right. Batman will save WBD. And remember Batman will stream on WBD uh, it's a big, that's a big release coming in July. Uh, I think it's going to start streaming probably September or October, I would think. Uh, but you know, they're going to do the same thing that they do with everything else. Christian, they're, they're going to subscribe and then they're just going to get, you know, cancel it for a month. But, uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on the link tree. Remember private Facebook group, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, there's an email address. If you don't have social media, you can always email me, just sign up for the newsletter. That's the big one. Um, sponsors, if you're paying more than $25 for your phone bill, remember Verizon has visible service and Verizon it's run by Verizon and it's 25 bucks a month. And I use it every day. Uh, I listen to podcasts. I don't stream a lot of video, but if you do stream a lot of video, maybe the upper plan, which is $35 a month. Um, is better for you. So it, it's a great, great service. It is a uh, contract free. So you sign up. Your first month is $20 off. So you can get in as low as $5. So just get, an, if you have an eSIM, and who doesn't have an eSIM? But just get it. It's $5. Test it out. Test the speed out. If you don't like it, hey, you know, no harm, no foul. It's the less than a cup of coffee. So uh, second sponsor is Trendspider. If you like the charts that I share, um, and you like the things that that I show and the entries and exits, listen, I'm not on the air every day. I'm going to take a lot of days off over the summer. I'm working every day in July, uh, August, and September with like a week off. You will not hear from me. I may send out the newsletter, but more than likely, you're going to need to do this on your own. So subscribe to TrendSpider. The code DSP25 saves you 25%. Look at this Apple. Uh, and over two years, uh the the algorithm makes you 56% versus just 44% in the asset. Hey, I am not complaining about 44% uh just buying and holding. Uh I you're still in this one. It got you in at 153. This one got you in at 127 with a nice 17% gain. You could have gotten out up here. Uh I don't trade Apple, I just own it. I buy it every time uh dividend comes out. I get thousands of dollars in uh in dividends, so I just reinvest those dividends. So it continues to grow. And, and again, their developer conference is next week. But if you like this, these charts, if you like the entry, take a motion. You don't not only get the, the, these entries and exits, you get the four hour algorithm, you get the 65 minute algorithm, you get all the watch lists. Um, and you also get the scanners that I use. So when I'm on vacation, you can scan for yourself. Shit. You don't even have to listen to me if you get Trend Spider. I mean, I, I would listen to me just because I'm entertaining. But, um, but yeah. So any other questions, hit me up. Uh, I think I've covered everything. 51 minutes, it's long. Man, I talk a lot. Okay, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.